my biggest life lesson is there's probably power, like power in a label. I think I grew up always thinking that like labels were bad and they were like always had this like negative kind of like connotation. But I think honestly, like when you understand it's ADHD, it actually weirdly comes with like, it's like a bit bittersweet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you kind of obviously have to acknowledge that you've got ADHD and that's mm. kind of a label that can have a negative connotation. But I think for you personally, like it really gives you the ability to go, it is ADHD. Now I can actually understand it. Hey chicks, I'm Sal. And I'm Al. And this is Two Broke Chicks, the show that shares life lessons because we're broke in funds, but we're rich in life. And we're joined by the gorgeous, fabulous and wonderful Tara and Barry. Hello, hello everyone. We're so excited to be here. Yes. We so are so excited. excited for this episode. We're both obsessed with you two. I think if you don't already know Tara and Barry, they're the hosts of the Tara and Barry Show podcast. But also I think how we both stumbled across you two is your iconic TikTok. <laughs> I've been in your living room with you so many the times. <laughs> I feel like you're adopted child. Yeah. It's a weird thing because when people see us in public, they act as if they like know us. Yeah. Like they're like, <laughs> they know so much about our lives. And I'm like, hang on, I didn't even know you. Like this is very personal. But yeah, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the parasocial relationship is real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Before we jump into the juicy stuff of the episode, we love to start with a life lesson of the week. So because you guys are our guests of honour, would you like to kick us off? What have you learnt this week? I'll let oh, you go first. first. Yeah. Everyone looks at me. Yeah. Um, I was actually thinking it's something that Tara always tells me, especially with starting the podcast, like I'm someone that is always weary of what they say and is mm. like, oh, you always mumble or don't get to a point. So Tara kind of said to me, allow yourself to be a beginner and that was really really cool just allow yourself to mess up I suppose at the beginning I think it applies to all things in life and like even I've been on like a little fitness journey the last few weeks and I think like it can be really intense when like you kind of want to get into something and everyone's kind of pros at that thing like whether Mm. it's cooking or fitness or like whatever it is it's kind of like you feel like you already have to be up here if you want to be good at it and like I found myself, I wanted to get back into running and I was like, oh, I want to run 10Ks this night. I'm like, oh my God, Tara, like just, and it was like what I said about it, just let yourself be a beginner, like yeah. be unfit. Don't, like, I don't even really run. It's like kind of a sprint walk situation, but like, it's just allowing yourself to do that. And I think that's when you kind of actually get to take on some challenges like the podcast. Cause we don't know. I would love good that. <laughs> that's so, it's a really great reminder and lesson. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And also with your hobbies, you don't even have to be good at them. Mm. As long yes, as you enjoy whatever you're doing, you don't actually have to be amazing at it. Tara, do you have one too? My life lesson is not the same, but it's kind of similar in the sense that something that I've kind of been processing over the past, probably like, three months is like don't overcomplicate it Mm. which I think just comes with a lot of things being a people pleaser having ADHD all the different things and there just feels like there has to be a system for everything whereas like sometimes it's kind of that you know allow yourself to be a beginner thing like just start Mm. so that's been a big thing for me is just going with it and it's actually easier 90% of the time than you think it is it's so true things almost always work out Mm. and like all of the scenarios that you 
overthink almost never happens. So yeah. it's going to be fine. Wholesome vibes. Love yeah, that. love that it. Yours. Okay. Mine is kind of relevant to the situation. So we're all in relationships on mm. this call. And according to a 2023 study by the New York University, a honeymoon period in a relationship usually lasts between six months to two years. Wow. Yeah. So I feel like there's a misunderstanding that it's usually three months. I would say six months. Yeah. I thought six. I thought six. I always heard six. But two years? That's crazy. I feel like the honeymoon phase never ends, coming from the person who's been in it for one year. <laughs> I'm like, you know, talk to me again in three, and yeah. then we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, and he fucking does this, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but also, I think that's maybe why a lot of people, when they move in together, and then it's sort of after mm. that two year mark, the bubble pops. Yeah. And, mm. you know, some of the yeah. realities of the situation and routine. <laughs> Barry, do you have something to say? Barry, do you have something to share no, with the class? We've lived, we've lived with each other for six years. So yeah, we, of... we were friends before, like housemates, before yeah. we actually, we fell in love during COVID. So <laughs> we were just best mates, like for, yeah. So, yeah. I had all my boyfriends that live with, <laughs> live with me and Barry also, like, live with them. So it was, like, a super weird yeah. Dynamic. Tar- and tar- I love that. Yeah. It's like tar- new girl vibes. The beginning. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. No, I, I don't know if we're still, yeah, we're still in the honeymoon phase. No. I what's the honeymoon stage to you then? Here I am thinking well, I'm like smitten and in love or whatever. But I think that's the thing because I've been dating my partner for 15 years and still oh, wow. we, you know, are very like cuddly and kissy and yeah. miss each other and everything. So I think you guys have it down because the key to it is a friendship. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what gives you the longevity of the relationship. So we're all fine, okay? Yeah, we're all fine. Everyone's in love. Yeah. Okay, my love. It's okay. Everyone's in love. It's okay. No one panic. My life lesson is to take your motherfucking vitamin C vitamins because mm. oh, I love that. if you've been following along at home on Instagram, <laughs> you'll know that I had influenza A for three weeks. It wow. was literally the worst thing ever. I'm so fucking dramatic. That's horrible. <laughs> but it, I was so sick. I was like crying every day because I just wouldn't get better. My sister's telling me that it comes from bird flu. And I was like, thanks, Lan. That makes me feel great. Oh, my God. Like the worst case scenario. I know. My boyfriend's trying to make me feel better. So he's like, if you're a bird, I'm a bird. And I was like, shut up. It's not the time for the notebook. Okay. Honestly. And then he... Like, so that's the honeymoon stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it was sick. I'm sick. It was so bad. And anyway, I was just like, it was like a very good reminder to also just like take a rest. I think it made me yeah. realize like how much I've been like working and just not stopping and just burning the candle at both ends yeah. and not taking my vitamin C if I am honest. Yeah. <laughs> so here's a reminder to take your vitamins, drink your water and log off at 5.30 because fuck bird flu, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that was rough. Yeah, that's the real life lesson. Yeah, and I got to watch Ratatouille, so there's some silver lining in there. <laughs> I love that movie. It's a great I movie. I love that. 
Mm, that's my, that's my sick movie. Balancing. Whenever I'm sick, I always watch Ratatouille. Oh, Linguini. Comfort film. Linguini. All right, let's jump into the juicy stuff let's of the episode. It. So today's episode is all about managing ADHD, which if the chicks are familiar with your content, that's kind of a lot of what you two cover on socials mm. and on the pod. But while we were doing research for this episode, we found that one in 20 Australians have ADHD. But what we do know is that women are often either undiagnosed or they're diagnosed a lot later in life than men. So we wanted to know, Tara, how did this journey begin for you and what was the process of getting diagnosed for you? Yeah, so I think my story kind of resonates well with this. So when I was a young um, girl, I was like three or four and there was a lot of behavioural issues, which I won't get into because it's a long list. <laughs> but let's just say the preschools were sick of me and my mum had to send me to school early. So there was kind of these red flags there and my mum ended up taking me to the doctor. And at that time, it was kind of that period where there wasn't that much information about ADHD, particularly in young girls. Mm-hmm. So they kind of, the doctor was like, yeah, like I, I'm pretty sure she's got, you know, ADHD, blah, blah, blah. But it was just presenting differently in kind of ways. So my mom kind of left that appointment and that was kind of it. So that was like the conversation. It was more so there was no information. My mom didn't want to put me on meds because she just didn't understand it. And the doctor yeah. didn't really explain it in in that kind of way. And so, yeah, then I went through my whole childhood and teenage years undiagnosed and there was a lot of challenges that came with that. And it wasn't until I actually finished uni, surprised that I got in because I failed my HSC. I got in because I was from a rural school and yeah, finished uni and my brain had nothing to do. (laughs) And I was in the kitchen one morning with my housemate at the time and She, I did this thing constantly where, and I didn't realize I did it, but I would kind of come into the kitchen and be like, Hey, Daisy, like, what are you up to this morning? Or like, what are you doing today? And she would tell me. And then two seconds later, I'd be like, Oh, so what are your plans today? And then she'd be like, I just told you, like, I've got this, 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 this. Five minutes later goes by. And then she's like, okay, well, I'll see you later. And I'm like, wait, where are you going? What are you like? What are you up to today? And she's like, for God's sake, like you need to go and get checked. (laughs) I'm like I'm not getting checked I'm fine like it's just me it's just quirky whatever and Mm. then I kind of did some like research and then I was like wow like I never had heard it articulated that way so anyway I then reluctantly booked myself in (laughs) to go to the doctor and was that just your GP or do you go did you go to a specific yeah yeah so I didn't know the process either at the time like it's I I feel like it's not well known like Mm. people are like I think I do have ADHD and they're like, I have no idea where to start or what to do about even starting that process. I would almost say don't overcomplicate it because this is where it's like, you can be like, oh, I need to find the right person or go to the right place. If you go to your GP and let's say that one sucks, you'll, if you end up going to a GP, they will point you in the right direction. Mm. And you'll kind of just get through the process as you, as you went. Like I had no idea what I was doing. I just went to my GP because I thought that that's where it would be a good place to start. He then referred me to a psychiatrist. So then I went into the psychiatrist, had an appointment. And then the psychiatrist then asked me to come back in the next day to get a, like a test kind of thing done. And then he also did 
the following day. So it was like a three-day process. Mm. He did like a a further kind of follow-up. And I know that that structure isn't the same for everyone. Like that can kind of vary depending, but that's how it worked for me. And yeah, he did like kind of an evaluation of like my report cards. Then he also got me to kind of explain the thing, like everything that was kind of Mm. going on for me. He ended up getting my mom on the phone. (laughs) It's like, I need the whole backstory. He's like, I need the tea. Yeah, it was, it was fun. But yeah, I think like the tips I always give people when it comes to getting a diagnosis, because my brother actually recently got it, like got one. And I said to him, he's like, what, like, what do I need? And I said, the best thing you can do is go in prepared with a list of your symptoms, but not Mm -hmm. just like a list of the generics as symptoms, like talk about how it actually impacts your life. So talk about how, you know, you get a a lot of kind of like anxiety because, you know, you've got rejection sensitivity and that makes you not want to be in social settings. So it's like going Mm. beyond just, I can't pay attention, like actually articulate what that looks like for you in your life. And also really going into what areas it impacts. Does it Mm. impact your work? Does it impact your relationships, your self-image? Like what's kind of the things that it really impacts? Mm. Um, Because when you're in the room and they ask you that question and you're not prepared, you kind of sit there and you're like, like I'm a talker. So I was able to talk, but I know that like for someone like my brother, who's a little bit more anxious, that's not going to be a a good situation. It's like when Mm. a doctor asks you something, you're kind of like, or when you're you're in uni. "Um, and they're like, it's an icebreaker. And it's like, tell us three hobbies. You're like, I sit in a room and stare at a white wall. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. Or in an interview, they're like, tell us about yourself. You're like, I don't know who I am. Yeah. Who am yeah. I? But speaking of symptoms, some studies actually show that 50 to 75% of women with ADHD get undiagnosed. So yeah. what are some symptoms of ADHD that are more commonly associated with women? Yeah, so I think to kind of answer this question, the important thing to start off with is that ADHD isn't a one, you don't just get diagnosed with ADHD. There's three types. Yeah. So there's the hyperactive impulsive type, and that's commonly more diagnosed in boys or men. Whereas the second type is the inattentive type, and that type is more commonly diagnosed in women. So the inattentive is kind of like you're talkative, you know, you forget things. Yeah, you kind of don't like days off a lot. I think particularly in women, because we also obviously have hormonal cycles and we have our period, Mm. we also experience a lot more kind of like intense emotions and emotional dysregulation. Mm. So yeah, yeah, the the big difference there is that like most women are going to have that inattentive type or the hyperactivity is going to present slightly differently. So in boys, that hyperactivity might present as like, you know, they're kind of always at sports, like they're they're wanting to like be out with the boys, like they're kind of just keeping busy. Whereas like as women, that might be like cleaning the house constantly or like, you know, when you go down to sit and watch a movie, it's like you feel this sense of guilt because it's like, you know, your body wants to be busy or it's mm. like that, that kind of um, sense and even the talkativeness as well. Yeah, what's the third one there? Yeah, so the third, <laughs> the third type's the combined type, and I've got that, <laughs> which is good fun. The best of both worlds. Mm. Yeah. Hannah Montana, <laughs> our Lord and Saviour likes to say. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's so important to know because, like, naively myself growing up, I always thought that ADHD was, you know, the the loud boy in class. Who, well, it's like, look at the Simpsons. Yeah, like, Bart. Bart, Bart Simpson was yeah. basically what I would imagine, and that is so not 
it. Accurate, yeah. 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 So we wanted to ask both of you, in your experience, what are some common misunderstandings or myths around ADHD that we can bust in today's episode? Mm. I think the biggest one, and it's one that's quite like relevant within today's kind of like where we are today with ADHD and the conversation around ADHD. And it's that, it's this idea that ADHD is overdiagnosed. I actually completely disagree with that completely because I think even just my own experience, right? Like technically I was, I don't actually even know if it was like a formal diagnosis when I was younger or not, but like I went in and I didn't have the support and so many women particularly wouldn't have had that so you've got like you know I'm only how old am I 28 so like you 27 (laughs) sorry you do um, that but I round down (laughs) and I'm like I I'm 27 I I count for COVID years okay it was like two three years Um, so I'm like I'm actually 24 it's I'm not all, 27. It's all a blur. Okay. You know, I feel like I went into COVID at 24 and then it was all of a sudden I'm like 26 and I'm like, how? Am I, that's I not fair. Yeah. <laughs> I literally told someone once, someone was like, how old are you? And I was like, 25. And Sal was like, no, you're not. And I was like, oh, I'm not. Like, I lied. Okay. Sorry. I was the Barry in the situation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sal's my Barry. <laughs> Sal is my Barry. Like, honestly, all the time. Whenever I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that today. Let's do it another day. And so I was like, okay, we can do it another day. However, we do have these three things on next week, which means we have to fit it in. So if we don't do it today, you've got to do it with your other three things next week. I'm like, fine, today. I'm like, fine. I guess not then. But yeah, so I just think ADHD isn't overdiagnosed. I think, you know, you've got a backlog generations of, you know, people getting diagnosed Mm. and I think it's like anything it's even with anxiety right like so for such a long time no one understood anxiety and Mm. now that we are kind of really understanding anxiety a lot of people are like oh like it's not just stress it's like it's anxiety it's Mm. a different kind of thing it's a different ball game and I think you know that's that's what's happening with ADHD is like there's so much awareness now and there's so many conversations about it that I can understand why it looks like there's all of a sudden this influx. But really, even when I look at my dad, my dad's got undiagnosed ADHD. Mm. Even when I look at some of my grandparents and I'm like, yeah, like, like the patterns are there. Yeah, <laughs> There is like, some you, spice. There's yeah. some spice happening. <laughs> and I think <laughs> when you understand like even the genetic component, like that mm. can play a role with ADHD as well, it's kind of like, a lot of a lot of mums actually end up getting diagnosed after they take their child in to get diagnosed. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So you've obviously kind of mastered managing this within your life, which we've definitely seen throughout your content. But how do you handle when people tell you that you're too much? <laughs> Barry's laughing because I have a famous saying to this. I've um, heard it so many times. Look, it's a bit fiery and it's a bit sassy, but like, I just say if I'm too much, you know, go find less. And I think to be completely honest with you, not many people say that to me anymore because I've put myself in different rooms. Like if you're constantly in the room with people that are going to tell you you're too much or you're too intense or, you know, all of the things, it's kind of like maybe you're not around the right people. And Barry and I have spoken about this before, but it's kind of like, it's also in the delivery because like mm-hmm. Barry can tell me that I'm being a, a bit much without it coming across as like, 
you're too like you're just too much I can't handle you he can be like titizzle like we'll be out in the shopping center I'll be so excited about like a bloody candle or something and I'm like yelling in the middle of Peter Alexander and he's like <laughs> like calm and I'm like okay and it's like it's it's basically saying mm. you've been a little too much, but in like a nice, yeah, a, nice a gentle way. way. Mm, it's yeah. coming from a place of like empathy and understanding yeah. that it's maybe yeah. like, okay, you probably don't have to work yourself up, or like maybe if you're in like a stress spiral or something. Mm. That's what my partner yeah. does to me. He's not like, oh, yeah. you're overreacting or you're, or you're overthinking. He's like, it's okay, let's talk you down. Like, I yeah. think mine yeah. just it. lets me get tired. <laughs> Tire you know, like out. a puppy. <laughs> yeah, because it takes to the park and makes you run. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I'm just like running around being an absolute, you know, crazy woman because I've lost the remote or something, I get really angry when I lose stuff and I'm like, why can't I just be an adult? And he just lets me like fully rip the apartment apart and then it was like in my shoe or something. I'm like, I found it. Yeah. And I'm like that woman on that episode of Hoarders in the in the corner being like, hey, 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 hey. and I just put on the TV. Uh, <laughs> That's me. Yeah, Aries rage. <laughs> Aries rage. Yeah. I definitely let Tara have her rage. I think the other mm. day, what what happened the other day? You kind of got a bit overwhelmed with something, and I was like, well, I feel like you. I want to give you a hug, but oh yeah, like not a good there, idea. I might get my head ripped off, and she's like, yeah. <laughs> Stay you know, right my like, favorite video was when you're like tickling Tara and you're like purposely trying to overstimulate her and and like and she but she's like what the fuck are you doing get like yeah. stop. and you just get but it takes Tara so long it takes you so long to clock what's happening I know because I'm I'm like zoned out at the same time yeah, yeah. what's happening like stop it's irritating me oh it's so <laughs> funny but like Sorry, Barry, but why do men do that? Why do they tickle you mm. and make your skin itchy? It's fucked. I, see, see, I, it's fucked. I like, I like it. I, I, it's like an endearing thing to me. Like I like to stroke or You're a physical like touch. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm here. Tara <laughs> right now is like, stop touching me. It's repetitive, Barry. I've, <laughs> I've kind of changed. Like I'm like, okay, I'll do circles for a second. No, and then I'll do we have a rule. Oh, yeah, like it, it has to be firm. Firm. Yes, yeah. Like I'm okay with touch, but it can't be like a light to eye kind. That's what Al's like too. Punch, I, it's like zero to a hundred. I could punch you. I yeah. think we were in a conference once and he was like doing it to my leg and I'm like, I can't yell right now. I'm just trying to like. I nearly punched my eyebrow lady mm. because she was so light on my face. And she, I was sitting there for like 40 minutes and I had to sit still oh for 40 God. minutes and she was doing like an eyebrow lamination and her touch was so light that I was like, can you please just punch me in the face? <laughs> like, or just like rip it harder because I can't yeah, handle this. <laughs> like I had to start, I started getting hot, cold sweats oh, and like, no. and she could tell that I was like getting, getting really flustered. antsy and she was like, sorry. Oh, and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> anyway, never been back. Don't <laughs> apologize. Just do it further. Never <laughs> I'm like, don't be nice to me. Please <laughs> hurt like, me. I can't win. Oh, it was horrible. And Sal's like sitting there being like, she's going to blow. blow. <laughs> yeah, it was scary. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on, moving on. So what are your tips for managing friendships and romantic relationships when one person has ADHD and the other doesn't? You're going to take, oh, well, I'll do the first one. Go for it. I'll do the first one. Something that's worked for me in our romantic relationship and and our friendship, I think, at mm. some point, was just understanding mm. the ADHD and just acknowledging that it's there. Yeah. Um, 
yeah just really really this is like the beginning of the whole thing for me yeah and I think like when we say understanding ADHD I think we've got to go beyond the little boy in the classroom that can't sit still yeah like you know I think that's also the important thing like obviously we talk about our relate like our romantic relationship a lot but like even with friends this has been something I've had to navigate because like I'm a serial not responder like mm. at all <laughs> and like that's actually I like I can tell you like I've I've tried my whole life to respond it's just not something that like works and so there's been conversations that have kind of had to be had where I'm like hey like in the nicest and most loving way possible, I'm not going to respond mm. until you give me the urgency that I'm like scared you're not going to be friends with me anymore. <laughs> that's when I'll respond. So like I have one friend in particular, like she'll send me a message and like she's just fully comfortable now sending me like 10 question marks until mm. I respond. And by like the 10th one, I'm like, yeah, I got to respond now. Yeah. And it like Oopsie. creates that urgency. Yeah. But like mm-hmm. we've had the conversation where like, like I said, it's going beyond like, oh, it's the, you know, the kid in the classroom. You know, it's this idea that I just struggle to get things done until there is that sense of urgency. And because we've had that conversation, it's now just this thing that mm. like it's done like yeah. it and, and it a, works. The massive thing is you understanding your ADHD. Too. Yeah. Mm. Like, I don't know if you've heard that. You understanding your ADHD too yeah. is a big thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm sure it would present itself in so many different ways in different people. So knowing what that is for you and then being able to communicate that with your partner and your friends will help them also understand that if it is something that potentially they could take personally, like a, a message not being answered or a missed call or, you know, whatever it may be they're going to be like, oh, no, like this is normal. This isn't about me. They're not annoying yeah. me or ignoring yeah. me. And then they know yeah. also that they can send the 10 question marks without coming it's off as passive like, aggressive. Oi. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think yeah. my tip my tip would also be just get other ADHD friends. They're also <laughs> going to forget to re- reply. Like it's kind of just. You just never yeah. talk. You yeah, just never. Like you know, like your friends, talk. but you just actually never speak to each other. <laughs> I yeah, do. I've got well, I've got some friends that they like they're like organizers to the T, and it's like they'll pre-book something in for like three weeks time. And I'm like, I can't commit to that. Like, yeah. I, no. And I'm like, normally what I'm used to is like, I'll text you, hey, you want to go get breakfast in ten minutes? Like, that's my kind Same. of style. So it's even just like. Yeah, I'm that more impulsive. That happened like two weeks ago, didn't it? Two or three weeks ago, you remembered you had something the morning. Yeah, I forget that. Two hours before and you're like, oh, Barry, we can't go watch a movie tonight. I have to go. Yeah. (laughs) Like pre-plans, they're obviously inevitable. But I think, yeah, I literally have a a friend that she texts me a reminder that we're meeting up an hour before so that I actually remember. That is so helpful. Yeah, that's a good friend. to start getting ready. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, because I always leave it to be like 20 minutes until I go to get ready and then I'm just stressed and I'm rushing. <laughs> yeah. I did it this morning. Yeah, so. you're like, perform under pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of some of these ways that we can manage ADHD, what are some affordable tips and tricks to managing it? I I would say, and this is a funny one, I feel like a lot of ADHD is going to relate to this, but mm. like don't buy groceries and eat out. Just do one. Just do mm. one. If you know you're a cereal Uber Eats kind of gal like I am, don't then go and buy the $300 of groceries that's going to mm. go off in your fridge because you're trying to be healthy. In the nicest way possible, like recognize where you are in your life. If you're busy and you're overworked and it's like that's just not going to work for you, like just buy the healthy options out and buy both because yeah. we've fallen into that trap 
quite a lot and the grocery bill can be like $300. <laughs> it's just trauma. We've had a lot of conversations about it. It's very so arguments. I love arguments, it. conversations. <laughs> Communicating. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I think, yeah, just don't do both. Yeah, and I yeah. think if you go to the groceries, like what we've done is get clear containers. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, so you can see the food rather that's than That's a budgeting hack, hey. So I actually, when I started learning about my ADHD, I very quickly realized that I learned about a thing called like, it's it's not object permeance, but it's the idea that like an object, when you can't see it, you forget it kind of, you forget it, it exists. There. Yeah. yeah, It's not object yeah. permeance because that's, we develop that as babies, but it's a similar kind of concept. So one thing I started doing was I actually bought a whole new fridge low-key impulsive but the fridge I had at the time the fridge was at the bottom and I like Mm. had to look down to like see it Mm. and I found that I would just things would just get lost in the back and I would just waste so much money like buying things that I already had or I would buy out because I forgot the spaghetti was in there like so then I ended up buying a, like a top, like a reverse fridge where the fridge mm. is on the top I love and that. it's got like double doors. Everything's at eyesight. Like I can see everything. It is amazing. And then I came across a hack where it was like, put everything in clear containers. So everything, I can see the watermelon. I can see the fruit. I can literally see everything. I did that this week. <laughs> oh, I'll do that, that this week. I did that literally this week. I went and bought like 24 containers on Amazon and I cut up all my fruit and I think I'm going to book him with my GP yeah. next week. I well, was going to say, you... each, each thing you said, I was like, oh, do we say, can we tell her? Yeah. Can we tell her? <laughs> I was going to say, are you diagnosed? I bet there's so many chicks who are having this exact same light bulb moment and are feeling very validated right now. (laughs) You guys are like, who's going to tell her? (laughs) There's some situations we'll meet someone and then Barry will get in the car. Like after we've hung out, I'm like, and we both just look at each other. Okay. And last one. Oh, yes. Our very last question for both of you. What's mm-hmm. your biggest life lesson that you've learned from either your diagnosis or your relationship together, managing this together? I probably, my biggest life lesson is there's probably power, like power in a label. I think I grew up always thinking that like labels were bad and they were like always had this like negative kind of like connotation and all the things. But I think honestly, like when you understand it's ADHD, it actually weirdly comes with like, it's like a bit bittersweet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you kind of obviously have to acknowledge that you've got ADHD and that's Mm. kind of a label that can have a negative connotation. But I think for you personally, like it really gives you the ability to go, it is ADHD. You know, now I can actually understand it and you can, we talk about it. We talk about like the aha stage that I think all ADHDs go when they first kind of start realizing it's like this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You just walk around and you're like, Oh my God, that's why, that's why I do that. That's why I do that. That's why this happens. And yeah, I just think that labels can be really powerful. Mm. Yeah. I think mine would probably go on from that, from the uh, getting the the label and then understanding the hard stage and then communicating that with your partner. Yeah. And that opens the, the way for like constructive dialogue between the two. One Um, thing that you've, you've always like kind of said is that like, we always say that 
I think the lesson from having an ADHD diagnosis is that like every couple is going to have something. Mm. So like irrespective of whether, you know, it's ADHD or not, like you are going to have to learn two of you, like the both of you to navigate something like someone might have anxiety. Someone might have, you know, attachment issues or like there's something you're going to have to help each other with. And I think, look, I think if you're thinking your partner's going to be this perfect, like unproblematic Mm. thing, there are those golden retrievers. Yeah. You are kind of a bit like that. Yeah. <laughs> but like, the, yeah. yeah. The thing is I, I came, like we always, yeah, as we talk about in our, on our podcast and in our videos and stuff like that is like, yes, Tara's got ADHD, but it's not like I'm perfect. I've got my yeah. trauma, my anger, my everything that comes mm. out in certain ways. And the fact that Tara is there and I think I don't know if it's everyone with ADHD but a lot of ADHD people are very empathetic empaths Mm. and Tara has been able to understand me and empathize with me and help Mm -hmm. me through a lot Um, so as 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 Tara says you don't come in there with ADHD and then the other person's perfect yeah that's so true yeah because like Let's be honest, guys. I probably have ADHD. <laughs> but also, my boyfriend's got really sweaty feet. So, like, yeah. there's, there's there's always something. Yeah. And he uses a lot of towels. That's a problem. That is a lot of towels. Yeah. You know, it's so annoying because he keeps kicking the doona off. And he's like, my feet are sweaty. Yeah, because like, it's been well, my so feet are cold. So, yeah. And then the cat doesn't sleep with us anymore. I could go on. He's sweaty feet. <laughs> it's time to break up because he's kicked the cat too to many times. <laughs> she doesn't sleep with us. stage is over. It's really upsetting. Really brought up now. She hasn't slept in bed with us for three nights and it's really upsetting. <laughs> I'm like, it's because of your feet. <laughs> it's because of your damn sweaty feet. <laughs> yeah. uh, I might sleep on the couch. I want to sleep with cats. Anyway. Thank you so, so much for joining us this has been literally one of my favorite episodes ever mm-hmm. and tell the chicks where they can find both of you well we do have a podcast we're not as expert as you guys oh, but it's you. called <laughs> it's called the tara and barry show you can also find us on tiktok and all the things instagram just tara and barry it's pretty plain jane but yeah it's where you can find us when are we going to have a rebrand to tara and Baza? I know everyone was disappointed that, that it wasn't there. it wasn't like T Diesel and Bazza or something. <laughs> could, could make it a might be our alter egos or something. Yeah, yes. I love that. That's like Tara and Barry up late. Yeah, it's oh, like yeah, scandalous, uncut, yeah, unhinged. Sal's alter ego is just Sally, mm. and then mine's Svetlana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you Svetlana's so been it. banned from Manly Wolf Bar. <laughs> She was acting. Is that when, so this is when you guys drink, obviously. Then yeah. 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 But sometimes they yeah. make an appearance. Sometimes it's just some morning. Yeah. So there's, there's a, yeah, I was going to say, like I feel like the there's a full moon. Something is brewing. just come out when I'm on masks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, that is a wrap. Thanks, chicks, for having us in your ear holes. We absolutely love to be here. Mm -hmm. If you think you know someone who would also enjoy this episode, feel free to chuck them a link, chuck them some love, chuck us some love, Mm -hmm. and just lots of love. (laughs) Lots of love. Spread the love. As always, thanks to MIK Made for making today's episode happen. And bye, chicks. Bye, chicks.